The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We are live at Springfield Monument on West Jefferson Street across from Law Automotive. Let me say good morning to Ryan McCrady, Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. And you heard the word solar and uh, immediately uh, bring me up to date, uh, the double black diamond solar project where it's located. Who's that going to impact? Well, that's located in southwest Sangamon County. So we're talking about uh, west of Thayer, um, a little bit southeast of uh, Waverly. Mm-hmm. It's a 4,200-acre solar development. Wow. That's the same size as the surface of Lake Springfield. Give you some perspective of the size Ooh. of it. Uh, it'll generate about 600 megawatts. Um, it's It started construction in October of 22. And they'll be pushing power in 2025. About 400 uh, local construction workers out there working every day. It's a... Uh, it's an amazing thing to see. I went out there and visited with the project manager. It took us about an hour to drive around it to look at it. Um, that There's a major transmission line that runs right through the center of that. So that power can go on the grid, so to speak, but uh, companies and, and other folks can subscribe for it. For example, the city of Chicago has a large subscription to take uh, solar power off of that to help meet uh, their um, green energy goals things like that so it's uh it's a, it's an unbelievable project about a hundred eight hundred million dollar expenditure here ryan when you look at something like that and now you see it's getting close to fruition will there be full-time employees there when the project is finished not a lot okay uh, it they don't require a lot of full-time okay. full-time employees at the site uh the undergrowth uh, is typically some type of pollinating crop that allows pollinations to still happen in the agricultural area but doesn't require a lot of maintenance. Uh, some some solar developments um, actually might, might use uh, work with someone that has a herd of sheep or goats or something like that too to be able to go in and help mow, mow the grass their way, <laughs> eat, eat, eat the grass <laughs> yeah. and those types of things. There's lots of arrangements that happen that way, but it won't have a lot of full-time employment. But it is something that businesses, when they're looking to come here, want to know if we have of renewable energy development nearby. So it is, an, it is an attraction tool for us. Give me a little inside baseball. How do you procure something like that? Are they out looking? Does somebody tip you off? Somebody's thinking about a big solar operation here in central Illinois somewhere? Because this is quite, quite an impressive investment and an expenditure for people. So a solar development of this size um, honestly doesn't come to an organization like ours first. Okay. What they're looking for is the infrastructure location. So that transmission line is a must-have ah. to be able to locate those uh, for the scale of what they have there. So we have a major transmission line now that runs through Sangamon County. It's the same one that runs through where the uh, Lincoln Land Energy Center is going to be south of Pawnee. Same transmission line. Uh, so they look for that. Then they look for available land. Uh, and then they start talking to landowners about potential leases. Once they feel like they have the land secured, then they start negotiating what are called off-take agreements, which are agreements with companies that want to buy the power they're generating. At the same time, they have to work with the regional power organization, which here is called MISO. Um, and uh, there's these regional power organizations that are set up. You have to get your, your interconnect agreements negotiated and those kinds of things, working with your uh, to get 
that has to be timed according to when they're available. They have to study that to make sure. So there's a lot of things that go on in the background. Uh, the Growth Alliance does help them a lot, working through permitting processes locally, working through the county board, providing them connections to folks like township governmental leaders, village leaders, school districts, other people that are going to be impacted by by that. So um, it's uh, this is this was the first solar development in in Sangamon County, and of course we had to learn how to do this with the biggest one in the Midwest. <laughs> mm. uh, this is a massive project. Um, it's it's hard to even imagine how big it is till you see it. Give me up to date on the land of Lincoln Energy Center. Where are we yeah. at on that? Yeah, they're uh, we're excited. That's that's plugging along. They have a new project development team in place now. Uh, that's working through that. They're uh, we've been engaged with them. Uh, they are looking at uh, a 2025 groundbreaking. Okay. Um, they have all their EPA permits and everything else approved for that. Uh, they've been they've been working closely with the city of Springfield and the village of Pawnee on some of the agreements they have to do there too. Uh, that's an, another enormous opportunity for our community too. Uh, because another reason is because a lot of times businesses like to co-locate next to major power generating facilities like that so those would be businesses that use a lot of power and want to be close by there so that is another development that can spur additional development it'll be a nice shot in the arm to the economy of southeast sangamon county pawnee divernon are going to see a big benefit from from that uh, construction project going on there Final question. We've talked about this before a little bit, but boy, we're in an ideal location, are we not? Yeah. When you think about interstates and locations and population within four or five hundred miles of Springfield, it, it is really great potential. Yeah. Uh, most people are surprised when I tell them that you can reach more customers in a one-day truck drive from Springfield than you can from Chicago. A lot of people think you have to be in a high population area, but when you look at that radius of a one-day legal yep. truck drive, if you move that up north, you start losing major population centers in the south. Uh, and if you move it over to St. Louis, you lose the ones in the north. Uh, if you move it down to Memphis, you lose ones in the north also. So we are we have two interstates. We have five Class 1 railroads. And logistics and distribution opportunities are starting to look here more. Uh, the COVID uh, changed the supply chain for a lot of people. Everybody used to rely on this just-in-time inventory system, which is great when it works. Uh, but when you have a shock to it, it messes everything up. And being able to have that, that market reach is a big advantage for us. That's one of the things we get out and sell. And you'd be surprised. Seasoned professionals and site selection are surprised when I give them that statistic. And I also show them the data to back it up. And it does make them think about Springfield. One more time, the website, mm -hmm. they can get all this information about Springfield Salmon Growth Alliance. ThriveNSPI.org. <laughs> Check us out there and also our social media sites. We'd be glad to help you out. We talked cruise a little bit. You've take, you took your first cruise I win? Did. First week of January. Will you do another one? Oh, I, I'm already, we already have another one in September. Coming. Do you really? <laughs> huh? We're going with uh, uh, four other couples okay. from here in Springfield. We have a group of us that get together on Monday nights and have dinner and um one of the guys said, hey, you know, he, he apparently um, enjoys carnival cruises, especially yeah. the casino. Sure. So he got presented with an opportunity, and we all just made this split-second decision to go together. We're going to the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. That's where we're going uh, in four weeks. Okay. For the spring break kids' vacation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Three I'm, best I'm, islands you're going to go to. I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I don't know. I, I just – really disconnected on that cruise and it was really good and we had all three of our kids there too oh my 
and they're adults now. Traveling with your kids as adults is awesome. Yes, it is. But you have <laughs> you have to travel with them as kids to teach them how to do it. So you got to pay the we got to pay the dues. But uh, it, it was great. Everyone kind of experienced it their own way. They all showed up for dinner. Um, no international security issues. <laughs> So it, it couldn't have gone better. So it is good. special. Thank you, my yeah. brother. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.